Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. And we are back for episode 10. We, in fact, just had to check that and restart the podcast over because Mark was like, it's not episode 10. I was like, it is episode 10. Uh, yeah, we've got We're so here. Fun. We've got 10 episodes in. Wow, go us. Um, today, what are we talking about, Mark? Today, we're, we're having a going rant. to do... Yeah, basically, we're going to just have a little bit of a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. No, we wanted to, we wanted to do um, an episode just sort of like getting to know us. Not the fact that we rant all the time, but that is something we do do quite frequently. Yeah, we do. Um, we just wanted to do a little bit one where you can kind of get to know us as as people. Yeah, like, I guess we've kind of, the last couple of ones have been somewhat informative. So this one's a little bit more to relax. get to know us and add a little bit of context to just the way that our, our brains oh. tick. Our brains tick. Yeah, anyway, I guess on a side note, we've actually had a really shit week this week. We're going to bring it real yeah, because, to I be think... honest with you, I actually think, and having having dealt and, have you know, dealing with yeah. clients on a week-to-week basis, I just feel like people are in a really bad mood at the moment. Yeah. Like... And I just, I've really got a thing against toxic positivity. I just don't <laughs> think, I just, this just triggers me, this whole, you know, everything's dandy and... Yeah, you I know, because well, you, you're an angry wake African. Wake up and smell the roses type scenario, which... I, I think, think for most people is like where yeah. where the roses are dead. Like literally yeah, like you know what I mean? It's it's I sometimes just I think, think our jobs entail us to be incredibly positive though. And I think it's one of these things where sometimes like honestly behind the scenes we might be answering questions on Instagram or doing you know, dealing with clients mm. and helping people, but sometimes your life is just not going the way you fucking want yeah, to go. You just want to scream. Especially when it comes to personal stuff. And like as you said, like we never really sort of rant about personal ongoings. No. But um, we're not ones to share our personal life on but on here we are having media, a rant <laughs> today's the day if you want to hear a rant you're in the right place go. um no actually just starting off this point um what the fuck's going on in the uk currently just well, in general it's a bit of a nightmare it's, it's a bit it's, of a nightmare. You know, we've just come back from Cape Town. If you don't know and you're on episode 10 and you're new yeah, here. Geez. But oh, that geez. kind of puts everything <laughs> no, into context, though. They need to know about Cape Town, Mark. Yeah. We moved from South Africa. Well, we were in London for many, many years. And then we moved to South Africa and we came back after three years. And we came back to London, mm. which I think we're very... We are about to leave London because... Yeah, I guess once we kind of left for Cape Town, it was the beginning of uh, Brexit and all the political stuff that you can insert oh, there. And fucking, I'm just everybody not a politically enraged really, person, um, but I am now. Nobody <laughs> was really understanding of what was going to happen and how things were going to pan out. And, and here you know, we are you know, in 2020 fucking two. Yeah, we removed ourselves all the way to Cape Town and... That being said, it, it does put a bit of perspective on Just the current indicator. Yeah. Well, what's currently happening on in the UK? Because as much as being devil's advocate, you can complain about Boris and his his mates that like to watch porn in 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 the commons and, and fucking grope each other whilst they're being paid uh, our hard-earned tax dollars. But 
Um, I mean, look, you go to South Africa and you've got no electricity. So Yeah, but it's not even no electricity. It's like, where's the money gone? Oh, wait, is that in somebody's pocket? Yes, it is directly yeah, in somebody's yeah, pocket. The corruption is so right. It's mega. And I think if anybody listens to this podcast and maybe you've been brought up in a country which is either very corrupt government yeah. or whatever, I think you'll understand. Like, obviously, Mark was born up, brought yeah, up in Zimbabwe. I mean, we were like, when it comes to corruption, us Zimbabweans were like, hold my beer and let me show you how it's done <laughs> honestly i've never seen anything yeah. like it you know you think inflation's bad now just go to the supermarket in zimbabwe and yeah. you'll realize only zimbos will know what it's like when the price changes every 30 minutes and you need to carry a wheelbarrow of cash to go and buy yourself a loaf of bread actually tell people about that because i don't think people quite understand and i definitely didn't like i think the one thing that really stood out for me uh was when my grand passed away and then all the aunts and uncles came from all over the world to zimbabwe to obviously celebrate her life and and go through her personal belongings you're about to say celebrate her death i'm sorry you know and um and all the uncles were they came around to my dad's uh work and my dad was like, right, guys, you know, I'm about to give you all, I think it was like 400 million Zim, Zim dollars. And they were beyond astonished. So my dad goes through to the safe, comes back with cardboard boxes of Zim dollars just yeah, wrapped keep in. Keep context. Why are there cardboard boxes of money, which technically is not worth that? What could you buy with is, that? Oh, yeah, this is the thing. So my dad hands over, you know, billions and billions of dollars. And my uncles are like, oh, my days were basically like... Jeff Bezos. Yeah, with Jeff Bezos. Let's get the yacht out. And yeah. my dad's like, guys, this will buy you maybe breakfast or and a, a loaf Coke. And of bread. Or, you know, like a packet of sugar. So best you go and spend it right now. Otherwise, it's gonna, the value of it's going to be halved in 24 hours. Yeah, so technically putting that into context, if you wanted to go to the supermarket and buy like a loaf of bread, you'd literally have to pile up the car. If you could find bread. If you could find bread, yeah. And actually, you'd have to pile up the car and you'd literally have to pay for a loaf of bread with wads and wads and boxes of cash. Least, for a loaf yeah, of bread. It was just, it's a, it's a, having lived through that, then you're like, geez, nothing can get worse than that. I mean, I gifted my dad for Christmas, um, what was it, a trillion dollars from it Zimbabwe. It was more than a trillion dollars. It was... That's for all that he's paid for in my life. I don't even know what's higher than a trillion dollars. Um, but not many uh, son-in-laws can say that they made their father-in-laws a trillionaire. My father-in-law, my your father-in-law would be listening <laughs> to this right now and be like, okay, Mark, <laughs> like, let's just take you back I a wish few steps. A trillion pounds. <laughs> trillion pounds by inflation at the moment. Fuck knows. Um, but anyway, no. Um, so it kind of puts it into perspective with what's going on in the UK. But obviously being a first world country, it's held to, you know, a higher standard of governance. Um, and currently what we're seeing, I mean, in, in, our, in our, well, my opinion, I think is, is very tone show. deaf. It's tone deaf. I think, you know, I think we've been all tone, not all of us, I'm talking the government's been tone deaf for a number of years now. And I think, like, it comes a point where, like, if they had any awareness, you know, with our jobs, obviously, we deal with people on a one-to-one basis. We go through, we don't just do, oh, hi, guys, there's a back squat and some nutrition. Mm. A lot of our clients go through huge psychological changes with us. And 
like hearing and you know talking and expressing how other people feel and also I guess we're also in the same position of how we feel yeah. you know it's not great like people are under no. huge amounts everybody's, of stress everybody's under pressure like it, it feels like you know in fact like we always use we always say like you always need to know your times where you just tread water or you swim and I yeah. think like so many people are like, ab- like about to drown and the fact that nobody can visibly see that or if they do not address it then you know we re- we really are in a, a diabolical situation a worldwide as well because of so many implications in other countries and yeah. everything that's gone on from from an outsider looking in obviously not being british um and just you from want my observations <laughs> yes i obviously am entitled to a passport you're not entitled to a passport i am entitled if you do five passport, years with I me no, you haven't. We haven't I been married if... for five years. No, five years. Stay in the country. Get divorced after the podcast. Like literally, <laughs> I said five years is next year that we'll be married, and then you can start going at the Queenie for a passport. Yeah. But then again, Mark, you have done quite a long term in the UK, I've haven't been, you? I have been. But then you fucked it leaving to Cape Town. 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, but you fucked it going to Cape Town. Now we're back at square one on the passport yeah. application. If anyone's listened to this and you've had to apply for a British passport, honestly, you guys need to know more about British history than a fucking British yeah, person knows about their test. family. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. The you history know. of the UK test that spanned from the Vikings all the way through to modern day and like knowing parliamentary structures and magna carta and all that kind of stuff and if you don't if you don't get 85 percent or higher you fail and then you have to rewrite it and it's 350 quid every time you rewrite it and you can only book it every eight to 12 weeks what's your um worst grade you've ever got at school uh you which (laughs) is less than 15 percent yeah my mom and dad were absolutely amazed gang gang Shout out AS to, level. Yeah, shout out to Matthew Ribeiro for also getting literally 0% <laughs> for every exam. Somebody, some I once wrote an exam. They said, can you, you know, it was one of those exam questions, like explain to us why. And I said, no, full stop. And then that was it. Handed the paper in. And that's why you come out with fuck all from school and you've got to do a lot of professional yeah, we learning. Had this, we <laughs> had this discussion the other day, like it's so pivotal, schooling and A-levels and all that kind of stuff. And it's so pivotal at a time in your life where you just don't understand or grasp reality properly. Yeah. And then you're like, right, well, not you're going to be judged It's not only that, there's a lot of mark. people who have brought, been brought up in you know, families which are obviously much more academic. And I would definitely say that my family is pretty academic in the way that they've done it. You know, like my grandparent, you know, that's medical, you know, my father's finance, you know, there's a number of things that roll rule down. I would say that my sister's very academic, but I think it was the thing of like, if your brain, you like to say ticks a different way, which mine was ticking all over the fucking show. It was going around like a clock at school. I just never understood the concept of schooling. And I just thought, how can you expect me to pay attention when you put me in a room filled with like my best mates? Your best mates, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's then, always like you can move to the back of the class and there would yeah, be me like, yeah, hi. Yeah, move like, to the back of the class. Thank you, sir, with my pack of cards because I'm going to play poker. Yeah, no, like, honestly though, like I, I was definitely one to be called distracting. In mm. fact, my parents will vividly remember because I really... I did not have a great time at school. I fucking hated it. I was bullied really badly at primary school. Then I went to secondary school. It went really fucking tits up. 
yeah, I don't really like school is not a good time for me. Like I don't look back at school and go, oh, well yeah. done, Georgia. I, I go like, oh, dear. For, uh, for, for, well, obviously it can be challenging for both sexes, but I think as a female, it's probably more uh, of a challenge. Yeah, the bitches, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking bitches. I just I'm remember, not, I, it's not that. I just once think you it's get just... out of the stage of like being picked on by other kids, which is like, what, form three, 15 well, years no, old. First of all, form three is not the same in the UK, Mark. Yeah, okay. So please stop well, talking is, to the Africans and start is, talking uh, to everybody on this podcast. How does your schooling go? Uh, is this me? Don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how well did you do? Don't know. Um, uh, what well, you would go in primary? No, if you go from secondary yeah. school, year seven, year eight, year nine, yeah. year ten, sixth form college. <laughs> <laughs> How was your counting at maths? Oh, Great, like, literally. Really attend? No, but my parents will remember a parents' evening where oh, I was uh, doing really fucking shit at school. Cheers. Not shit in the sense of, as I said, I would actually say now in my adult brain, I'm very academic. Like I, I was we were talking about this the other day. Like I would be very yeah. interested in going into like medicine. Just wish school didn't dictate all of that shit. Yeah, but it's not. Um, the, it's, it's the it's the it's the uh, attention span, not the actual learning that I think. Is yeah, and if you were creative, which I'm very creative, um, I'm the one that does like all of our graphics or all, all of our concepts for our business. Like I am as creative as one could get, and I think when that's thrown at you at school, it's like either do like an art or a fucking design technology class yeah. once a week, or like good fucking luck. Here's geography you'll just learn about the fucking equator and the core yeah. of the earth for like four tectonic years tectonic plates and cumulonimbus you took geography at A level I did yeah when I Mark did. listed off his A levels the other day I thought oh yeah. okay geography fuck. gang gang why did the economics not come into play then Mark <laughs> it did and it well, does when when <laughs> Just when it comes uh, to paying the landlord. <laughs> oh, geez, we're going to get into that later. Oh, on let's about. get on to the landlords later on. We're going to uh, fucking. So obviously, around. we've moved. We've moved around quite a bit. We've moved to London, and as much as we uh, love London, things obviously have changed for us. We run an online, biz- uh, mainly an online business. Mainly with, online, but we with want- a few face-to-face clients, and we've decided that it potentially will be a better lifestyle for us to move a little bit further outside of London within touching distance so that we've got more space for the dogs and better quality of life for our animals and ourselves. So we're having to... uh, We're we're moving... No, let's let's, let's fucking go in. Let's go in. Because I'd need to let it out because I sometimes... I just want to rant and sometimes some people don't want to hear it, but you're going to hear it if you're listening to this. We took out, um, we rented a property in London, a premium one, one that probably is just too premium for what the fuck it is, to be honest with you. And yeah, we premium en- is a very loose term. Well, premium from in photos, price, but not premium in finish. Yeah, well, it looked, it looks it, in, yeah, in a bit, photos. A little bit of context, just to interrupt Georgia quickly. We rented this pre-COVID where we only did virtual Pre-COVID, not post- pre, during COVID. We were in South Africa. Yeah. We were like, right, we'll come back to London. You know, we just sold our house in Cape Town. We were like, if we want to be in London, then may- maybe we'll buy in the next couple of years. If we don't, well, we need to find an area which we do want to live mm. in for the long term so we can like start to settle down. And when we were like, okay, well, let's do the first like year or two in London just so because that's just our comfort zone. Just find your feet zone. in our comfort zone, yeah. And like, 
we ended up with obviously renting a property for um, a period of time, yeah. which we sat in. We saw a now. nice property. We conversed with the uh, agency. They had just told us that it was recently renovated, <laughs> thousands and thousands of pounds, and Mark's and they showed off. us this whole. <laughs> Virtual viewing, which was all fine and dandy. And yes, in the current situation of COVID, being in South Africa, we were unable to look in every nook and cranny. Yeah. And lo and behold, they had a leak in the ceiling that probably forced the past tenants out because it was a massive big hole in the that ceiling. has drenched the, the, the wooden, wooden floorboards, which are now moldy and damp. And oh, we've obviously uh, kicked gross. up a fuss because we're paying too much money. And now we are... No, let, let me... Mark's, Mark's trying to do this all as a fucking professional. I know. There is fucking mould in the cupboards. You open it, it fucking smells. Stinks. My very expensive that I invested in... Well, in fact, in fact maybe my mum bought them for me, actually, were cooking pots, which I'm really, really anal over everything yeah. about. Like, Mark will know I this. I shouted out if I put them in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what ruined the last ones, and that's why I've we've had ancient. to fork out more money for I'm the sorry. other ones. I'm sorry. Anyway, they're all in there in this cupboard where we were opening it. I was like, when we renovated our house in Cape Town, that had damp issues and yes. like it sends we off had a fucking burst pipe, which then started to cause damp. And obviously, being previous homeowners, we understand that damp is not easily removed and dealt with. Yeah, but anyway, if you've had extensive water damage in a property and you don't take up the fucking floors and redo them and you go and stick on what looks in photos like a high-end finished fucking kitchen cabinet, it's an Ikea white fucking unit that had been cut so badly that, like, honestly, there's a child could everywhere. have done a better yeah, job. gaps and... And then the skirting of the bottom of our kitchen cabinets just started to fall out. And we were like, what the fuck's going on here? Mm. And then we realized the whole floor is now yeah, unlevel because it's damp and moldy. We then obviously, we're good tenants. Like we're really yeah. good people. We're actually far too good. And I don't want we're to even be big headed over we this. Don't, we're no so drinking, considerate of no others. Smoking. We go to bed at a reasonable time. No, it's not even about living wake... in a property. This is not fucking yeah, school. Yeah, we keep it clean. We're very, we're very... As people, we are considerate, Mark. Yes, we are very considerate. We Our jobs are to be considerate of others. We are ingrained to always yes. do best of so others rather than ourselves. So when we highlighted these issues, and there was issues with the bathroom, and there's issues with the windows and everything, we brought this to the attention of the landlord. What do they do? Fuck all. Yeah, they were doing sweet <laughs> effort. And so, and so anyway, we said, right, we'll end the tenancy then. Yeah. Anyway, we're in this situation right now where we're like, we're viewing other properties. Like, we're really happy to get out of London and to like do something new. And then the landlords strike again. And yeah. all I can say is what a fucking greedy Bearing cunt. in mind that this woman, when she, she had to meet us, she sat us down at a coffee shop on Fulham Palace She told Fulham us Palace she owed Road, seven properties around London. And she was so successful and she had seven properties across London and this flat in Fulham was the smallest and blah, 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 blah. And, and actually, to put into context, our pond is not green small. Is three stories high and... Rah, <laughs> and then, so you're sat there and you're barking on about how bloody, yeah. you know, successful and I'd like to point out it wasn't even her success so I would just I'm not yeah, going to fucking be I mean, like a anyway, husband so the one anyway we would do, we, we've been negotiating I put in loose terms negotiating with with getting out of the tenancy 
God forbid they uh, might have to pay an extra 400 quid. No, but in the grand scheme of things, that's fuck all, seeing as they've just secured potential tenants yeah. paying, okay, let's just talk about inflation quickly. Yeah. They think after eight months of us being in a property that their property is now valued at like £600 more a, hun- a month. A month. What world do you fucking live in? Yeah, having like not unicorns, addressed the long list of... Uh, exactly. <laughs> not having addressed the long list of defects and, and issues that we've had with the property it's you out next next tenants in in 48 hours and like the fucking annoying thing is is that we are paying the money still and a lot of it and it fucks me off i'm just like you are i've we've (laughs) this recently just before starting this podcast i couldn't even sleep last night honestly meanwhile this is what i mean i am not a confrontational person i can talk really well with people if you're to my face and i don't really like something i probably could be vaguely confrontational in conversation but on email or messages i hate bad blood it's just not something thing i can live with both me and mark will sit and just like quiver in the yeah, corner just fume. <laughs> literally fuming mm. and it fucks the whole day up and in fact yeah, we just sent just we just sent a just, really shitty email I'd literally voice. just sit and have arguments with myself in my head playing <laughs> every possible scenario yeah, in I shared brain. a meme on my own Instagram And yesterday. then you always get the email back and nobody actually cares. Nobody cares. And like, we've whatever, bro. You've just sent us a long email saying this place is shit. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. And you know what it is? It's just like, it's like this. It's like somebody going, this And that's the issue. reason why we're kicking off in the first place. Is it's, it's not because of money and stuff like that. It's out of principle. Is the fact that the the reason why the young us younger generation struggle to get on the housing ladder is because people are accumulating copious amounts of properties. Right, don't having... rant. We've just owned a property, Mark. Like we no, can't I really appreciate that, but we didn't own like seven. Yeah, but seven. Look, if you invested wisely, hats off to you. Just treat the people that are renting yeah, your properties that. with some yeah, kind of respect. You know. I don't think it's any problem with people having more properties and having a good, successful fucking yeah. life. I think it's great. If anything, we should all strive for fucking being more successful. However, if you are going to accept money, no, Mark, you, you, you have. To if you look after your tenants because they are paying yes, your mortgage. That's what I'm or, trying to or say. Or lining your pockets at the end of the day. So you should look after them, in my opinion. Well, you should Not look after them. Like but unfortunately, we've come across far too many people in our lives which don't put anybody else, barring themselves, in the game, you know? And and it's really apparent. Like, we'll end the conversation on the, rent, the rental property now because we're probably have just received a fucking... I've just probably seen a notification come up on on Gmail saying, like, you're a fucking cunt. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you're wondering why, like, we're having a rant, we're just really angry that people can behave in ways which is just not considerate for others. And it's not like we've done anything wrong in this situation. Nothing. We've been misled because they had a massive leak. They didn't tell... Bro, I will take the the legal route. Watch me. I'm not scared. They didn't tell the new... Uh, a state agency that there has been a leak and then or did it's they? all it's all it's all smoke and mirrors i think everybody's now a we're liar being punished because or, or we're either being punished or i have to I think sit punish is a slight weird word mark like you're not a fucking small child mm. it's just it's just yeah. not working out in our favor and it's working out all in their favors no, that they've just re-rented the property on, on a moldy property that's yeah miles. my my thing about all of this is not getting out the tenancy i don't give a fuck what happens after this i bloody well hope it falls down but my issue is is the fact they have literally just secured 
new tenants at £600 more a month and we have literally been here for eight months. Mm. I just think that's absurd. Mm. I just think crack on with your fucking life, you, like... I mean, you know what's annoying is sometimes you want to spell out an email. When I was used to be employed, and hence probably why I'm not now, I'm joking, I used to write on emails. The biggest tactic, if you're annoyed with somebody, is to write what you've got to say, but put it in white. And if it's on a white email, it won't show up. But now with dark mode, I think it yeah. probably will. So don't take that advice, because dark mode on phones will show that. But I used to write, like, the end of my emails, like a shitty sentence that I'd then put in white font. So they couldn't see it, but I could just get my point across. Cross, you know, click send, and that's why I'm not employed. What happens if someone copy and pasted your? your yes, I know, but that was back in the day, you know. Just reckless. Just wreck fuck, and you wonder why. Do you know what I mean they didn't like? Yeah, me but at sometimes school. being being it feels good though, which is a bad thing. I what guess. do you mean it feels good? Being a knob. What being a complete twat? Yeah, yeah. just being a knob is you it's know. A lot of swearing inconvenience in this podcast. Pe- inconvenience people. I just think if you've got you know, being it, spiteful. There's the, obviously some people have got it, some people haven't got it. I don't have it. But, <laughs> oh jeez. No, I wish I had it. I said to you yesterday, we were sat, we were like in the middle of work, and I said to Mark, I was like, "Fuck, I wish I could just like I, uh, just person, be a twat, I, yeah, but I, I just can't. I feel like because it's all in writing and it's all this, they won't even speak to us because they're just that much rebellions. I, I, um, I'm inspired by people that are spiteful and take it into their own hands to get there just revenge. do you do you because i think it's also, also in, a, that's, in a legal that's what we're dealing with that's yeah. what we're dealing with people that are spiteful and we're having to deal with them it's not pleasant dealing with yeah, people when, when you... they're complete twats is it you know it's no it just ruins your day and makes you so counterproductive yeah but and yeah and you just sit and you're angry and like, mm. i don't need to be angry on a day-to-day basis i don't need no. problems i don't try and cause problems in other people's lives no. if there were no problems in my life i wouldn't highlight them we wouldn't be in this situation but the problem is stemmed from the property not us yeah, you know I mean? nobody wants to even accept that no yeah. I know but anyway we move anyway, on moving on let's get to know us a little bit more Mark yeah. so Mark's gone on about Zimbabwe and inflation we've talked about a bit about politics and what a shit yeah. show it is and now we're renting about ranting about rental properties Rentals. but no where did you first start in your job Mark um, my first ever job was in a small boutique studio in Kens... No, it wasn't. It was oh. in... Um, I was going to say Holland Park. Covent Garden. Um, oh, God. Near the... Do you refer to as a piazza? I don't Is know what you're talking about. I think I just made that up. Are you the talking square? about the Covent Garden... Covent Garden... La, 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 Covent Garden. Piazza? That's not a Covent word. Garden Square? Yeah. No? There's a place called Somebody's Jubilee Hall. <laughs> where I started working there when I first got to London and I was doing um, a Groupon deal (laughs) where I was basically working for a gentleman and I was churning through his Groupon deals for £4 an hour. How sick is that? £4 an hour? literally. I I bet some people are getting paid that now. Yeah, I worked with him for, I think, three months just so I could establish myself and get like UK-based references and stuff like that. And <laughs> Can then, I just have a side note, Groupon? Yeah. I'm just going to bring up Mark, what Mark once did, and it's hilarious because we always just fucking bring it up. <sighs> once upon a time, Mark thought that 
he would take a group on deal of getting a tattoo. Okay. Yeah, forty pounds off. Forty pounds. No, I paid forty, 40 pounds off. That's not no, very good. I paid forty deal. pounds. You paid forty pounds, yeah. but you could only have one of five. No, one of five words that they no, they wanted to tattoo. No, you could have a a word or a specific size. So oh, it's even worse. I thought you picked from a number of five words. No, why would you do that? That's well, that's weird. even worse because let me tell you, <laughs> Mark decided that spending forty yeah. pounds on a tattoo that is on the middle of his stomach. Okay. It's, not to the, it's on the left hand side. It's bottom in left. the stomach. It's literally in prime view. Round my belly button. Round. It's not round your belly <laughs> button, like fuck. Like it's, a reverse tramp stamp. It's a reverse. I've got tramp stamps. Exactly. So let's not go on and about that. The, you know, once you cuss my tattoo, then we're gonna get. Yeah. Okay. Yours. We can okay. get onto mine. Yeah, but okay, but Mark had pride okay. tattooed on the side of mm-hmm. his stomach, and we always say that Mark mm-hmm. has consistently just swallowed his pride because you just look like a bell end with that. Okay. You do. You've I'll also got it. Arabic in the in arm. Do you even know what that means? You have got a tattoo Pain on your is lower temporary, back. supposedly. But I hope it says like... That you paid a celebrity tattoo artist hundreds, Miami if not thousands no, of dollars. Don't lie. I paid $800, okay? Too much. I didn't pay you. I'm not going to be horrible, but it's just, you know, it's... Do you know could what? Be better. I would actually like to point out... I actually had the tattoo first done as two conjoining hearts with yeah. an old friend at school. Then I was like, what the fuck's this yeah. on the top yeah. of my... And you've so got I thought the audacity I'd to even criticise my tattoo. Does anyone know Cheryl Cole? If you know Cheryl it, Cole... Well, Mark, you can't... Do you know what? I'll be... I'm going to start getting rude now. <laughs> if you know Cheryl Cole, don't die. Jesus, there we go. Fucking life oh. insurance. I'll claim on that. Um... <laughs> Cheryl Cole had like a whole arse and like back tattooed with like roses. Yeah. And yeah. I think the rose was a vibe. So you got I didn't want to be influenced by Cole, Cheryl Cole. No, it was just the art of what was going about okay. then. It was so a rose. You got influenced by Cheryl Cole. I didn't get influenced by Cheryl Cole. In fact, Cheryl oh. Cole had that done after me, wow. Mark. Oh, so if anything, geez. she got Excuse influenced me. by me, okay? And the thorns coming out of my lower back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which. All I can say is it's not so high up that I can't necessarily cover it slightly. But it is one of those ones I really regret. I also regret getting fucking flowers on my arm. I've also got a world map, like mm. acting like I can actually go around the world traveling. All when the actually places that you can stare at whilst you're working. Yeah, I know, Mark. You don't need to repeat yourself. Why don't you take me on fucking George is having a moment because everybody's going on holiday and we're not. Well, why are we not going on holiday, Mark? Because we had it booked and then we had to fucking cancel it because we've got to leave a property. So why why is it that I'm sad? It's because I had a holiday booked and now it's cancelled. Because you've got a mouldy property. Let's go back to the property. (laughs) I'm not finished yet. (laughs) Let's take it back. If you listen to this, like, we're not actually that angry individuals. No, we are. Angry. We actually are. Behind closed doors, we can really fucking rant, as we like to say. Mm. But no, um, regarding off tattoos, we're going back to Mark's Groupon deals. Where did yeah. you go after that, Mark? The next stop uh, for me was going to a private boutique studio in Kensington, uh, where I was there for about uh, two years. Um Obviously, very good experiences. And what about uh, where you began your... In the Long park. personal journey in the park. In the park. In the fucking bushes, bro. In the bushes at the back. Yeah. I really enjoyed... No, I... I. Some people really enjoy training outside. I think when I first, like, fully, like, qualified, and this is, like, the first stage of career, 
I thought, you know, actually, there's it's nice to mix fresh air with exercise. Mm. I also think that, like, I wasn't necessarily at that point, I don't know, super keen in being in gyms. I think, as sure. I said, you know, when I first probably started in the industry, like, still very, very male-dominated. Yeah. I don't know, it was all that yeah. thing where I was a bit like, mm, I think I'd rather be, like, not there. But then, obviously, it comes a point where... I went from being in the parks and then training people at people's houses. Yeah. And like, I, w- I mean, I was very the lucky to have... slow transition to... Yeah, but I was very lucky to have clients that had gyms in their homes and stuff yeah. like that. And so I... And I actually... Do you know what? Actually, I think that was probably my favourite time was training people when I went to the houses. You could never train as many people in a day. No, because you've got to move around geogra- geographically. I mean, and even if you live like southwest London and you want to get somewhere else in southwest London, it'll literally take you like a fucking hour. Mm. So being like our uber fucking bills were like two grand a month it was actually obscene um yeah because it was literally like order an uber get in an uber go to a new place do you know what i mean hi everyone leave place get in uber go somewhere else because like buses were just so unreliable with transport services oh the bloody black cabs do you know what i mean I do like a black cab, though, yeah, I'm not going to lie. They know where they're fucking we, going. Um, just and before the... we left to Cape Town, they were cheaper than Uber. Yeah, actually, that's so funny because now everything is like getting a taxi in London. Everything surges. And because there's like 17,000 apps that are all hosting taxi things, what they do now. If you've ever wondered why you never accepted a taxi ride, it's because they have all of the apps open and all of the apps are at different rates. Mm. So if one's surging and the other one's not, they'll take the people on the surge. And that's why they might cancel you on their way. It's nothing more annoying. I have to say on that topic... Bolt, if anybody's used Bolt, that is the worst taxi service. Very unreliable. So unreliable anyway. Um, But no, I think the whole thing of just like, I liked being able to sort of break up my day a little bit. Yes, I might not have been able to train like the extent of sometimes. once you get to the point where you need to be in one location because then it just becomes financially feasible, but also more convenient for you to be in one place so you can cater to more people. Yeah, and also just like to point out, it's like, you know, what we've mentioned on podcasts previously, like if you're a, um, like a freelance trainer and you're not employed in a gym, like you're paying a lot of money to rent space. And unfortunately, that's where like gym owners make their money and it's needed. You know, there's not many spaces available to like rent space. So they become really competitive on it. And you know, you don't really have much choice because you don't really have... Especially if your clients don't want to travel places. And you've got to also appreciate if your clients are training with you and they're loyal clients. You're going to be paying anywhere between 20 to 30 pounds per session. More than that probably now. Or you're going to be paying between 1,500 to 2,500 a month as a full-time trainer, which will then obviously give you the priority of slots, booking in your slots because... If you're paying as a freelance trainer, you're paying a gym, you have to book a slot in because there can be uh, so many g- trainers and clients in one particular place. Nobody cares about a booking system, Mark. I'm just, I'm just yeah, FYI. Uh, FYI, I'll just talk you through MindBody app. Um, <laughs> but no, I would say that going, you know, training people at their homes, I do it now. So you started so at, um, so you started in the park, then you went, um, and then I went private studios, then but then, then I still, studios. still slightly part was in private studios, still training some people at the house, depending on the, the client, yeah. you know, if they were, 
And what area Incognito was this? Incognito clients. This, this was, I know, obviously, I'm just like interviewing you kind of. Why uh, are you interviewing me? So just, just to give you context, whereabouts were you based? Mark, we've told everybody this. Uh, okay. I mean, we're clearly, we've just my, dobbed in exactly just, where we uh, live. Do you know what I mean? Do you want my WhatsApp the, location? Triggered by the Do you want to come to kitchen? the mould? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was obviously always based, obviously always based. No, I was based... Chelsea, Kensington, Chelsea and Kensington, yeah. <laughs> and Marlebone around there. So, and working in those areas with a certain type of clientele, would you say that that has impacted the way you see the world? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get into this. In but terms of like, well, get into what you can. I'm getting into what I can. There's a lot of consent forms, you know, Mark. Um, yeah, I think. There's a different way of life when there's a lot of disposable income. And I think that the expectation, like I would happily say, hand on my heart, I'm really good at my job. Like I'm not, I don't like to be, oh, I'm amazing. I never big myself, but I'm very good at my job. You know, like I, 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 because I have a passion in it. Do you know what I mean? I actually like want to do it. And I think back then, like, um, I think sometimes, like, I was always with clients very, like, uh, I was very considerate, but I was also very upfront with them in the way that they either behaved or the way that they worded things or the way that they spoke to other people. Um, Some of the people I obviously used to work with or for, should I say, um, had a lot of help, like additional help. So I'm talking like maids and... Cleaners. No, not even. What? The, no, I'm talking about maids' help. Do you know what I mean? Butler services. Uh, butler you name all of this oh, stuff. Maids. So English version. And I was always maids. quite astonished as to how those people would speak to their employees. And Drum I remember. Drum roll, please. Badly. Really <laughs> horrifically. And I remember actually on numerous times being like, "You're not to speak to your staff yes. like that in front of me," because it puts. It's very awkward. It's it is quite disgusting how some people speak. But you know, that's unfortunately, as we've said, like when you get to. I had I had some really, really fucking great clients. I've still got some of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the sense of what we're doing now, we obviously run 97% online. So mm. that 3%, I still coach people that I really enjoy coaching yeah. face-to-face. But there were times in our career where we were very much tested by individuals we had to deal with. And it was like, I don't think anybody really understands unless you do the job. Yeah. You're not just their fucking coach. You're no, literally it, it their life. it changes you as well because you're in that environment, you're in a group of individuals a circle of individuals where much to any environment that you assert yourself into you have to adapt to survive and oh, you sound like bear grills yeah you gotta to adapt to survive drink your own urine i've never adapted to survive do you know what i mean i don't really think that's really i don't adapt to same. survive it's do you know same. what i mean adapt i just adapt because like it's they're the either same. a twat or they're not a twat do you know what yeah, i mean and then you, you know how to deal with it yeah but you know, I would, I don't speak for myself, but I would say oh, having dealt with people like that after a very long period of time, I probably be started to become a bit pretentious myself. Oh yeah, the ego is through the fucking roof yeah. when you're dealing with people that are paying you lots of money, you live quite a lavish lifestyle. And I'm not saying I was ever, I was, I was brought up in a very, very lovely lifestyle that I'm very, very grateful for. I completely fucked around for a lot of my fucking years. But like, you know, I am in a position now due to the positions that my parents have like helped, you know, helped me with like being with a good education. Well, 
they tried to get me a good education. <laughs> but in my later life, you know, I really, you know, it's one of these things I think... You've clawed back I'm fucking some brownie clawing. points. <laughs> some brownie points, yeah. Like, mm. literally, I've got, like, maybe three. I reckon my sister's probably at, like, 19 yeah, brownie points. Yeah, it's always that thing. I swear with siblings as well, it's like that competition between Just siblings. always at the bottom, eh? When it comes to the hierarchy. Well, we're both the youngest of, uh, children, and I yeah, feel like... Yeah, which essentially should put us at the top, but... Why, not why Mark? And that is... Because it's stereotypical, the last born always gets Mark, you told your father treatment. outright on numerous occasions yeah. when your father said, would you like to come and learn how to fix the car or how to put yeah. a nail in the wall? You yeah. said, no, I'm going to pay somebody to do that. That, to me, is entrepreneurial. How is that entrepreneurial? You're not even going and seeking anything yourself. How many yourself? very successful people do you're, you know? And do you, th- do you do think you're very or, successful? No, but I'm saying I've got aspirations Are you wearing a be. signet ring right now? Yeah, <laughs> my name is Cuthbert. Are you wearing burgundy corduroys? Yeah, <laughs> and I've got a tweed hat on. On a fucking Saturday, looking completely off your yeah, tits from a few with a cocaine spending. With a cocaine problem and a, and a hooker problem. Yeah, don't. Let's not get on to the fucking... Your the typical Sloney. Your typical Sloney, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, raw. Raw. Uh, like, <laughs> I can't say that because everybody said that I speak really well on this podcast. You are very... Georgia, what? so her, her accent's so posh that people in South Africa couldn't understand what she How was saying. How is my accent posh? Is my accent posh? I don't think I sound like, oh, yes, mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, like... Not too posh, but I don't have thumbs in my mouth. not posh, but it's very, it's very... Um, I would always try and dull down my accent as well. Yeah, they couldn't understand a word you were saying. Yeah, I know. It was always like, hello, my name is Georgia. Sorry, what was that? It's yeah. like, hi, can my husband speak to you? Because honestly, yeah. like, we haven't even got past the name sharing yet and you literally don't understand yeah. what I'm saying. Even, I don't understand because I, don't, I, I think I speak just normal for a Southern England. <laughs> I'd say it's, it's um, you haven't got like a twang, you know what I mean? Like A uh, twang? Yeah, because the English language, especially in England, varies so much from... You know, a my favorite of accent miles. is the Scouse accent. By far. Um, By far. Use... The Scouse, yeah, Scouse accent. <laughs> I could never I do it. it. I can't even do a South African accent now. I can't even do a Zimbabwe. I've been with love, you for so many years. If I got years. struck by lightning, what I wish I came back with a Scouse accent. Because then, literally, I don't think anybody other than Liverpudlians like, actually understand you. Yeah, well, Scouse I do quite like the Manchester as well. Yeah. My my cousins and all of my family are from the Midlands, so they're like more Brummy. And I, I yeah. could when I used to spend time with them when I was younger, I used to come back with a Brummy accent. Yeah, Irish accents also crazy. All right, my. My mum would be like, "Please so, stop calling me Mummy and just call me Mummy." It's <laughs> so. Um, it's such a wide variety, though, in such a small place, you know. Yeah, but it's quite fun, there's isn't Welsh, it? There's Welsh, there's Irish. Mark, Irish we don't need to go around the geography. Geog- I like Irish accents. Just because well. you took geography at A level doesn't mean you need to show off about the locations of the yeah, UK. Yeah, would you like the capital cities of these? You know what? Me and my my dad used to do this when I was younger. He used to, um, at the end of like every evening, he used to get the book out and he used to test me. I used to be so good. And then I didn't even know where Zimbabwe was when I first met oh, You thought <laughs> Africa was a country. No, a Mark, don't say that. It was a slip of words. Okay, it was I'll a slip of words I'll that I thought that Zimbabwe was a country and not a continent. Um, it is I'm a country, really not, not that dumb. <laughs> no, you're not dumb. Well... There's some very. You've just said that you're very scholastic as you got older, so you can't scholastic. Do you want to throw out any more fucking words if you could try? Scholastic. 
I'm what would your parents think if you were swearing on the podcast? My parents are just but used I don't, to it My now. mother's got no room to talk because she swears all the time. Does she? She was, yeah. She was the one who taught all of us swear words we were growing up. I learnt my swear words off my godfather, actually. He Everybody was the first was person that said fuck, and I picked it up. of my mother. Yeah, your mum well, is... I say, though, because she's a very I think if any women out there called Carol, I feel like you've got a really strong name. Double R, double L. Yeah, and don't get it fucking wrong. Yeah. Oh, mm. there's that one time my sister's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> well, Finn with two Ns. Okay, so let, let's let's go into a little bit of a story. Are you, not no, 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 Mark, because you can't... You, just, you physically triggered. don't have any say in this whole situation. How are you triggered? You were the one that lost your passport. Well, he said that he was going to help me, Mr. Mark, YouTube. And Mark, we're, Mark, I you don't have destitute. any contents to this. I was destitute. We went on holiday and we were in the Caribbean. Where were we? Where were the Bahamas. And we'd gone yeah. on a family holiday. And me and Mark were... We just got engaged, actually. So you should have been really trying fucking hard with my father. I was trying to get the brownie points through the well, roof. Brownie points are minus 25. Anyway, we went on holiday. And because Mark and I had literally... We got engaged. Mark had booked his own flights and I was going with my family, okay? And so Mark had different flights, different times and flew out Can the we day just before. explain why? Because your sister was throwing shade. Why was she throwing shade? Because she didn't want a new boyfriend coming on the family holiday. What? That's such a lie. Okay, well now Emma's going to get mm. annoyed. I'm sorry, Emma, that's not She's fucking not true. Like Mark's just... Mark's probably just sad still. It was many years ago. I'm just bitter for with old Captain YouTube. Well, if you let me get to the point, Mark, we'll talk about Captain YouTube. We're not going to talk about Captain YouTube as to who he actually really is. But um, Mark then uh, decided to fly back the day before we were flying back. And he went via Miami, okay? Gets through Miami, through American customs with no passport, okay? Because he's lost his passport, only to finally realise you have no say in the situation. Don't even blip, like literally. Um, don't even say anything until I've got my point across. He then decided that he realised he'd lost his passport. He didn't know where it was and he had no passport. Mark at this current time was on a South African passport just to point out, which is a fucking nightmare if you're to lose them in countries like America. He then decided that in, he called me whilst we were about to get on the aeroplane in the Bahamas and he said to me, George, I've lost my passport. And I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. You're either going to have to sort this to find out that the consulate was literally only, was in New Two York. Two places, New York or Los Angeles. And so the closest part for Mark to get in, luckily you had your ID cards, was yeah. to fly from Miami to New York. My biometric residency permit. Mark, nobody knows, needs the fucking actual facts of your status of this nation. Um, and so he flew, well, no, actually, before we got there, Mark decided to go missing for a few days because he couple. was so, a couple... Yeah. He was so clearly stressed about losing his passport. He had to go to a techno festival where Solomon was fucking playing. If you know Solomon, you know Solomon. Anyway, a few days later, he contacts me after the police are out missing because Mark's not even stepped in his hotel room and he's not got any passport. I'm like, shit, the last Uber he's taken is fucking downtown Miami. Look, I'm not that much of a psychopath, but when it's like two days in, nobody's <laughs> got on the flight that's been pre-booked. You're like, are you dead? So anyway, people knocking around and then Mark texts me, hi babe, sorry, my phone was off. Obviously, I was like, you're off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you're off away. 
away from me we're not getting married anyway you're like how am I going to sort this out I said well we did pre-book you a flight to New York and you fucking missed that one so you're now booked on a flight to New York go with your your residency remain card whatever and get to New York the funny thing in all of this situation is Mark was so cocky with his travel back that he actually gave us his suitcase of all of his clothes so Mark in this situation was actually only wearing a swimming shorts and a t-shirt and some flip-flops and a rucksack, that was it. Didn't even have his laptop, nothing, okay? So I've got his suitcase. He's got to fly to New York in like minus 10 to 20 degrees because it's winter there. He's just come from the Bahamas and he's got to say he has spent nine days in New York in some crackhead's apartment because you didn't even have your card on you, like useless, to then... We'd asked my sister's ex-boyfriend to stay for you Mark didn't ask, to stay. He offered. He no, said, I didn't will, offer. He did offer. He's never he offered was, shit. He offered when he was all Billy Big Balls. He in was front on holiday the, with us. The in-laws who had just paid for the holiday. <laughs> so he was like, Meh, you can come and stay at mine. Yeah. Well, and I was like, cool, bro. I'm, I'm going to come and stay at yours because I don't know where I am. No, no, Mark. I've, he said he could come and stay at yours if... When you came to New York, not yeah. that you'd and lose your passport. And then when I landed and, and I was standing need... waiting to get his address to go and meet him to because he said I could go and stay with him. He was like, sorry, mate. You no, can't. that you've missed out the whole point. Mark messaged him and said, hi, mate, I've been... Hi, at... Finn with... Oh, no, I work. Just name. shut sorry. up. Sorry. God, you're annoying me right now. I'm very angry <laughs> today. I'm not even premenstrual. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's just that rage. He... Mark landed in New York and was like, fuck, I've got nowhere to stay. This is like a really quick turnaround. Like, I need to get somewhere to stay. So, in, and because of the whole Airbnb situation, he didn't have his card on him. He was waiting for us to land in the UK. All of this shit. He messaged my sister's ex-boyfriend and he spelt his name wrong. And instead of putting two N's on the end of his name, he put one. And my sister's ex-boyfriend came back and said, hi, Mark, actually, it's uh, Finn with two N's, not one. And Mark was like, do you know what? You're a fucking bell end. Yeah. And then he was like, you can't stay at my house. And ever since then, I'm kind of glad they broke up. I think he was up. just <laughs> jealous because... Jealous? He, yeah, he probably weighed 65 kilos. What's and he had this weird intention about asking me about training and muscles and I think oh, he yeah. was just feeling a bit... Well, Mark, you actually went to the fucking shop on the fucking... in the Bahamas and bought him some weird robot Yeah, I could thought thinking I was going to bond with my maybe-to-be brother-in-law and he was an absolute... <laughs> Bellend. Yeah, well, you know what? You, I feel Good like, riddance, have real mate. head. But you know Good what? Riddance. In all of this situation, you're very angry about it, but you also did wrongdoings in this. I did do wrongdoings. Wrongdoings. And I put my hand up and I apologised. Oh, I apologise. It couldn't have been that bad because we're married, happily married, you know, many years later. So Many years later. Many yeah. annoying years later. Oh. Yeah, but you, you have a different so one. hard done by. <laughs> I am hard done by right now. I'm we showing my We should start a charity for how hard done by Georgia is. Go fund me. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Go fund me for my, all my hardships. No, yeah. that's a fucking lie. I've got no. Yeah, it was a bit one of those things where you're young and you just don't. You're not you're, fucking you're, young. You were young older than time. me. What I was now. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm. A, I was. I'm a man. So a man. I'm, I'm technically, <laughs> technically more immature than a, a woman at any given age. So no, you just in your mid twenties, then you you essentially eighteen mentally. 
so you blame the fact that you were mentally 18. That's why you needed to go I... to a techno festival, not speak to anybody for like three out, three days and then come back around when you have no passport in a country like America, which most certainly would kick you fucking out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not the sort of place to be fucking around either. What if you had died in downtown Miami? You were having a good time. I was skanking to, to, to Solomon. I just, I, God... I'm Jesus. hungry for the power. If you continue. It's an embarrassment to everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Embarrassing. Everything about you screams embarrassment. Sometimes. I wish you had the same energy for the landlords when you're like, okay, I'm so sorry. I oh. didn't say sorry. I said, I apologize that yeah, you're a greedy keep the twat. Same energy. Do you know what I mean? I apologize for you that you're a greedy twat. <laughs> anyway, I don't think we've even. So, um, just <laughs> completely random. Uh, what was it like moving to a foreign country? Oh, you know what? That's quite a good question. Obviously, think... being British, you've never you you've got very minimal. I mean, how you wouldn't have come into contact with too many Africans. I did a lot of work placements up. in different countries, though, like Germany, and I'd been to yeah. LA for periods of time. Like, yeah. I'd not, I'd. But what was it like? I travelled as well. Um, obviously, on my gap yard with plums in my mouth yard. Yeah, and, exactly. And burgundy corduroys yeah. yard. And I went to go and find myself to come back with a drug problem. Yeah, like literally. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah you were very hard done by, do you know what I mean? No, I'm fucking joking, but I'm not. It's as deep down that's... <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, yeah. Uh, I need to go find myself in Australia. Yeah, well, it's I like just getting find fucking drunk. find all the rum and coke. Yeah. And mushrooms. Rum and coke. Well, that's what they drink in Australia. I, do you know what, Mark? You make really large statements of things you don't factually Bundaberg know are correct. Bundaberg is one of the biggest drinks in Australia. Mark, but like you've never been to Australia. Doesn't mean you don't know things about places. Some of your best friends live there. You haven't even bothered. Do you know what I mean? I haven't even bothered. Yeah, fucking Damien's waiting for your arrival. Yeah, shout out to D-Bod. Yeah, and Annabelle. Hi. Um, anyway, um, I think moving... To another, it depends on the country that yeah, you're what, moving uh, to. What was it like moving to Africa? Well, I think I had an African with me, so I guess my uh, geography was sorted in a way. <laughs> <laughs> you could map it out like Bear Grylls for me. Yeah. I mean, I went for a, to a very privileged part of Africa, like in general terms. Like I didn't go and throw myself in right in the deep yeah, end. Yeah. You know, this is stuff you've also got to consider. Like yeah, Cape Town is. That. Yeah, that is very. There's a lot of money in Cape Town. There's a lot of wealth there. It's very. It's limited. It's because it's not that many people in the grand scheme of things, but. You know, it's still very, if the electricity didn't turn off, the government wasn't so corrupt, that people were equal, there was no fucking race to find, all of this stuff, it would be a very first world country in a weird way because yeah. of the way it's laid out. And honestly, mm. if you ever have the chance to go on holiday to Cape Town and hope the BA doesn't cancel your flight, that yeah, it's very, it's it is the it. most yeah, insane place to go on holiday. The reason we moved was not because Mark's an African, he's Zimbabwean, just clear under the water yeah. Zimbabwean is because Mark had a South African passport because nobody wants a Zimbabwean one and uh, and it was the easiest place for me to jump on a visa technically 90 yeah, day we couldn't fiance. go to America we couldn't go to Australia and other places well, I'd used like my that. visa on Australia so yeah. that was a no and we just wanted to remove ourselves completely from London life so so yeah we do things most... in extremes <laughs> yeah very irrational Irrational, impulsive. Impulsive is the word. Like you, you've just had a concussion and you just want to just do crazy well, When things. have you had a concussion, Ron? Well, playing rugby. Oh, yeah. 
Sorry, Mark's professional rugby career. What team were you in? Team Zimbabwe. <laughs> Lol. Literally. <laughs> Did you even make it to the Commonwealth? We got kicked out the Commonwealth. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Mark's rugby career clearly ended very early on. Yeah. Um, well, his concussions are no longer, clearly. Or unless you've been married for me and, and you're in one. I had older brothers as well. We used to like to play uh, WWF, WWE racing. Oh, God, and that's just exactly why, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to be growing up around yeah. boys. Anyway, I think moving to a country, as I said, like, you know, we were in a very privileged part of Africa. And I guess we could say that we were in a very grateful position to what we could live and afford to live like in a mm. country like that. Um, and so I think moving to another country is, it's always daunting. You're always like, what the fuck? And especially if you take yourself to Cape Town, it's not actually, it doesn't, there's no jet lag with Cape Town. Mm. It's maybe an hour. Do you know yeah, so there's no like, oh, I can't speak to my family at this time. Being really honest with you, I don't really like to talk to many people, to be honest with you. So actually leaving is never really my hardest trait. I'm very good at leaving things, like really good. Mm -hmm. And so that wasn't my worry. I think it was the fact that you had to either get on a direct flight with BA, who are the only place people that travel there, and it was 11 hours, or you'd have to literally travel 18 hours, like via Dubai or something. And I think there came a point where... I didn't quite realise the security issues in places like Cape what, Town. Until someone stuck their head through the window and was like, hi. Yeah, fuck. You look very nice with no clothes on. Oh, stop it, Mark. Do you know what I mean? It's nothing to take the piss off. Yeah, I was stark naked, naked. as well. What a treat. Mark, do you know what? You are everything that's wrong. Don't say that. I say that in the most respectful and Respect. endearing way possible. Endearing way. I would be quite happy to <laughs> break into somebody's house and see, see such their an wife naked. naked. What? No, Mark. No, Everything sorry, you've just said I is weird. Okay. You shouldn't be more than happy to break into somebody's house to see a other woman naked. Hypothetically. You're talking about your wife being naked, yes, not somebody else's wife. But Bloody I'm just well, saying fucking hope. If not. I was in his position. Well, anyway, I'll start happy. fucking naked when they broke in. Yeah, we had a really issue. And like these these guys that break in, like they're no fucking joke. Do you know what I mean? They're not, they will, people will kill you or stab you for a phone, you know, or like a wire or something completely yeah. stuff that you're willing to give because you're like, to me, I can, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to replace this if I wanted to. Mm. But like, they, you don't, don't yeah. be, you know, there's horrific like violence with women in South Africa. And yeah, a lot of gender-based violence. So yeah, it was petrifying. I think then we had to spend thousands of pounds on security. We got the most hectic electric fence ever right. after somebody broke into one of our clients' cars and stole her purse. Yeah, okay. Bit stupid, leaving a fucking wallet yeah. in South Africa on a main road on the seat of the car Never with a lot of in cash in it. Never leave your stuff in yeah, the car. Yeah, just guaranteed whenever you're in South Africa. It's really weird because when we walk around the streets of London, we see like um, like cars and stuff we like that. Games, we play games. We play games as to who would get... We walk down the road and say, like, well, what would, you, what would you steal out of this car? I know. That, again, you're putting words in my mouth. I don't say, what <laughs> could I steal from this car? Yes, I say, what would somebody potentially uh, okay, steal? You, okay, sorry. I because it's a game because in Africa, if you leave something like if you go and play uh, golf or like uh, yeah. you leave a jumper or a wire or sunglasses or one P coin, uh, it's desperate. People have we even can never understand that. Half full water bottles. But that's desperate. That's yeah, desperate. But is, I also think there's a lot of drugs involved in Which is also a true this. reflection of sometimes the situation in places like. Yeah, I think for me it was probably. It's I, quite sad that somebody's going out of their way just to steal an iPhone cable. 
yeah like that's that's pretty mega but you know again it, there is a huge amount of drug issues as well mm. so like it's always out for the next hit and what is going to get you that yeah. you know um but unfortunately they're not the, the nice sometimes facing those are not the nicest of situations no. i think moving the country i say what started to put me off was obviously the fact we run an online business we were either on zoom calls 24 7 or we were literally talking to people online and the electricity would just turn fucking off mm. and before covid we were about to have solar paneling put in because obviously environment but also why would you not in a country like that have mm. solar paneling mm. if you're reliant on government electricity or city yeah. electricity um to put it into terms load shedding is where they turn off electricity for periods of time depending on the stage in which you're in so if it's stage one that's like one stint of a two-hour switch off so it would be like from 6 a.m to 8 a.m and that's it for the rest of the day if you go into stage four you're talking like eight hours of electricity a day mm. off and so that was where it was going when we were there and before covid hit we were like right we'll get solar paneling in and then covid hit nobody was allowed out and i think my start of my south african like oh i'm not sure i want to be here was our lockdown was fucking mega. Like you couldn't even walk the dog for weeks. Yeah, we didn't leave the house for like three months. Yeah, and it was just like, it, you know. Like only, only to go to the shops and when you went to the shops, the army wrote down your license plate and your ID number and you were only given like 90 minutes. Yeah, it's like, and then you had to come back and they had to check. It was, it was really hectic. Annoying, yeah. And in fact, like we started to let our neighbours, not Keith, the neighbour, he, the cretin, has not stepped in our house. But the um, our other neighbour who was a young guy who was renting the property next door to us, we gave yeah. him access to our gym and like, everything because it was so shit, you couldn't even go out the house. Like, what are you going to do? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I appreciate COVID and has hit everybody, but ours was in South Africa hectic and if you smoke and drank they stopped serving or allowing sale of alcohol and cigarettes literally overnight, overnight for weeks yeah. so if you were a smoker or like to have a drink you were literally buying shit on the black market yeah. corrupt 101 but I think you know in terms of like experience you know when electricity starts to turn off and you're running an online business and you physically can't fucking get anything mm. done, mm. you know, then you start to be like, okay, this is not very productive to our work. It's also trying to explain to international clients that live in places. Like, sorry guys, we just got cut off. The electricity you know, just yeah, turned off. You're like, they're like, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? It's like, you know, just turn it back on at the switch. No, it doesn't work like that. I fucking wish it did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously people have generators and stuff, but then there's also costs that come into play here. Yeah. And I think a lot of money was spent on just um, adapting to survive, as Mark would like say. Not in that yeah. sense, but you do spend a lot of money yeah. on security, on privacy Everything. of things. But basically going off the grid, you get, like, my parents, they've got... They catch the rain water and they put it into a tank and then the tank has got a pump and then there's a borehole and then there's yeah, solar you panels. never. Africans will get through anything. And it's like, everything. you know what I mean? A generator and inverters and basically, yeah, there's a you know nuclear holocaust, but then don't worry. At least <laughs> the garlics will be there. Yeah, I, the I swear, like catching the rainfall. The thing is though, like hats off to that because... I think it's always important to know that if you have more, then you can always deal with less. And I think mm. like that's a really important lesson that some people should so, learn. So just being very productive in the sense that you can't wait around for ideal conditions. You've got to make them yourself. Yeah, and you know that's literally the whole of how Zimbabwe is pegged up. Really, it's make just, a plan. That's the national saying. Make a plan. And and you know what? Hats off to you all to making a plan. There's plenty of people we know still living there and doing very well for themselves. Lots yeah. of your friends, and you know there are pros and cons to being in Africa. 
Africa, you know, if you're in with farming or you I want to. I think if you're born in Africa, it's very hard to, I mean, I know there's a lot of Africans that have left and stuff like that. But if you ask the vast majority of them, would you go back if things were better? 80% of the people would say yes. I think Cape Tonians I really struggled with. I thought most of them were arseholes. Yeah, no, thank but, you. And I think everybody that says that, even Africans that I know, just say that they're I the appreciate, most unfriendly. I appreciate it's it's a very big statement. And if we've got Cape Tonians listening, I mean, you guys aren't very friendly. And everybody, every single person that <laughs> I've met. so rude. Every single person <laughs> that I've met that has been to Cape Town, lived in Cape yeah, Town. Yeah, like your brother. Your brother went down to Cape Town for work. Your brother works in tobacco yeah. for any context and does a lot of work in Africa while well, he lives in Uganda. Yeah. So he went down to Cape Town. He bought a guy a drink and he just turned the other way. He, he was trying to make a fucking friend. rounds of drinks just, to, just so that they could include him in the humour. And they basically just took their drinks and walked away. Yeah, like it's just really rude. And like anyway, Capetonians are very—they're not very friendly. But the and thing most, is, though, most Cape, even everybody will—I've never met anybody that hasn't agreed with that statement. Yeah, but your parents have got neighbours, and they're all friends. Oh, right? uh, they were friends for two weeks. Yeah, until, until fucking the, season that one snakes chick started around. ratting them out. And yeah, because somebody parked a car in front of the house in yeah. the complex, and then a woman <laughs> complained to. Yeah, no, literally. But the thing is, though, I will say that when you move to a country like uh, where security is an issue, you are always living behind gates. Like we yeah. had literally a prison in front of us yeah, before you 9, got into the house. Nine thousand volts and like spears. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of these things that shout like "Don't come yeah, near me," but they like, still do. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think when you're living behind those gates, you're not as enticing to being that friendly and again no. the lifestyle is not walking on the streets in, in Cape no. Town you might walk around the town potentially in the city if you've gone to mm. park but you drive everywhere you drive into shopping malls you drive you park you don't you drive everywhere and you're always in the car people stick and they're very clicky so they'll stick with high school mates university mates and if they offer cons they, they generally <laughs> don't want to speak English to you yeah, so, so it's I like mean, we went Dutch. to a birthday party and everybody was Afrikaans, so they refused to speak English to us. So not, and I guess you could say if we are in a foreigner's country, you should learn to learn, uh, understand the language. We get that. We get well, that. Well, Afrikaans. How far? How many? Useless. How many places speak Afrikaans outside of Africa? No, zero. Well, it's technically slightly Dutch, so it's. Oh. But anyway, no. In terms of your question, in the sense of what it's like moving country, I think everybody should experience stuff if they can. You know, yeah, if you've got no ties enough. and stuff, you know, it's much more expensive moving back places because yeah. you've just got. Yeah, like we've obviously got three animals. We only had one when we went across who float the cat who has made a presence on our social media recently, Stormzy, our big boy Stormzy. Yeah. He's flown um, quite a few times to South Africa. He flew with us, and yeah. then we obviously got one of the dogs in South Africa, and both of them flew back to the UK, and it's just it's very costly yeah. doing that stuff. And now we've got three. Uh, yeah, that would which be really hard. Which is also proving, going back to rentals, which is also proving hard to... Oh, God, Mark, let's not bore them again Jeez. with the rental. But anyway... How many landlords have told us no? If you're a landlord listening to this, give us, drop us a message and say, are you as much of a bellend or not? Question mark. Uh, like, literally. <laughs> like, I how know... can you accept screaming children that will scream and inconvenience Scratch all the neighbours? All like... the neighbours. You know, there was a kid next door who was just banging a, a pole for like 45 minutes the other day. How is that acceptable, but you can't have two cute dogs that don't bark? And yeah, that our a, dogs are so Shed a well bit of hair, but we hoover like three times a week. Like Three times a week, not three times a day. Can someone please explain that? 
how a child that screams and shouts and stomps on the ground is better than a dog. So, so many people I know are like, I love the sound of children in the oh, neighborhood. No. And I'm like, I really don't. I think for some people we need to clarify that, like, I guess having children is probably not uh, on our priorities just yet or ever. Yeah, I've never really been that maternal. I think I'm a bit opposite to most women. My sister's the same. I just don't really want to bring a child into the world right now. I'm very happy running a successful business and doing my thing and, you know, just getting along in life. I've just, as I said, I've never been child-orientated. I'm just going to go completely random. I saw a headline in the newspaper that the government are contemplating. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just reading from the newspaper. The government are contemplating increasing taxes for ch- people with less children, with no children. Or Oh, what a fucking joke. You know what? When somebody said to me the other day, oh, it would be sad, though, when you retire or when you're elderly and you don't have the, the grandchildren to look after you. I'll be in the Bahamas in a fucking care home. I will have paid all of my life fucking wage. I will be on a fucking sandy beach. I'll be dying on a sunbed, literally. <laughs> I don't need a child helping me. I would prefer a yeah. care. I don't care. I'll be on holiday. I'll spend all of my retirement on holiday. I do, I don't with maybe the dogs. Well, the dogs definitely won't live that long, unfortunately. Yeah, Very them. sad. Um, but no, I, I appreciate why people have children. As many of our friends and families, yeah, all of our friends obviously, all of our friends. So all of our friends have got kids. Not all of our friends. Not all of them, but the vast majority are on their way or already have had children. And like, I get it. Do you know what I mean? I really do. I also but you're enough it. of a child. There's a lot of fulfillment. <laughs> I know, and I just, I think having children makes you grow up, and I just don't want to grow up. I think also there's a massive factor we're missing here on children is the fact that our jobs are very demanding. Not in the sense of demanding, like, please don't take this like we've got some hectically stressful, you know, but we deal with a lot of clients on a day to day basis, and I can't do that six months pregnant into yeah. like we don't get maternity leave you know what I mean like yeah. we're working for ourselves it's as many of these things where you're like I'm just not in the position yet and that's why I guess sometimes you have to justify yourself I'm sure your mum would like me to pump out a child at some point but it's that just would definitely get us back up the rankings yeah the rankings because we're currently sitting in last yes because we left Cape Town um Even behind the grandchildren and I know we're actually behind the grandchildren yeah nephew and right nephew. At the bo- right yeah right at the bottom right we couldn't be further down but we used to be at the top. We were right at the top. We were at the top. I used to make Carol cakes. Yeah, I we fucking were, we were up gave there. her my whole kitchen pretty much when I left yeah. Cape Town. She's got all of my La Cruze mugs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I hope she's enjoying a cup of tea drinking from one now, trying yeah, to push us up. Still not helping us with the brownie points. So. Yeah, the brownie points didn't work with the La Cruze mugs. But anyway, yeah. today we're going to finish off our rant. Just a little bit of a life situation, really. Yeah. We might throw just, these in occasionally. If you're also feeling like life's getting on top of you, you're not the only one. Uh, things are stressful. Things are not and as we always going say, everybody's way. And it's okay to feel certain. We just want to be somewhat relate, not relate. Don't We're not going to say we're relatable. Oh, guys, we just done a podcast yeah, to make us feel relatable. Feel sorry for us. Yeah, like, woo, go fund me. Um, 10% off at the end of the podcast. If anybody's a lawyer and wants to help us lawyer up against our... Uh, We've already got lawyers on this, Mark. We can't mess more around. Lawyers, more man. lawyers, man. I want 100 lawyers. Bro, I will do something malicious at this rate with our property. Who knows? <laughs> Mark's like, don't say that. I'm fucking I joking because I've got lots of money and deposit yeah, on this fucking property that I don't want to lose. I'm just being 
Okay. You never know. A landlord might secretly listen. Mark, to I'm me. like a wilting flower. I'm not going to fucking do anything. I might bark at Only people. Only when I <laughs> breathe too loudly, that's when Georgia comes out guns blazing. Look, I can bark if I want to. No, do you know what I mean? But at the end no, of the day, I prefer to just get on with Barking gets you nowhere. Biting is where it's at. Okay, Mark, and we're in the situation we are in today because you've bit so many people, have you? <laughs> anyway, that's episode 10 of a rant for you. <laughs> we'll be back for episode 11. We'll try and actually, With yeah. some actual factual information yeah. that's not about Georgia and Mark's knife. But if you're just wanting to know that knife can sometimes be challenging, yeah. it's okay to tread water and know when to swim and when not to. and if you ever need any advice we always help people with just their mental health and stuff over you know online if you want to drop us a message we're all in the same boat not all of us but you know anyway we hope you have a great day whenever you listen to this and we'll be back for episode 11 Bye. bye